Welcome to this edition of Bonehead of the Week, where you vote, you decide who is the Bonehead of the Week. Me and my co-host of the Tony Michaels Podcast, Gabe Sanchez, break down your vote every single Friday in the second hour of the Tony Michaels Podcast here on Bonehead of the Week. Again, if you're not aware, you can catch it every single Friday live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, simulcasting from the Midas Touch Facebook page and our Facebook page at the Tony Michaels and then we put a shorter version on the Midas Touch Network every single Friday evening of the Bonehead of the Week. You can also download it on Apple, Spotify, Google. So make sure to subscribe here, though, to the YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not, get your ass over to YouTube and hit mm -hmm. that subscribe button. That's where you can vote on the community tab because who the hell knows how long Twitter is going to be around. As long as it's around, it's, it's being held together by duct tape and bailing twine right now. Like you ever seen go. that commercial where it's the infomercial where the guy slaps the tape on the huge like cylinder of water? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's pretty much what's happening right now. It's just Elon like trying to plug holes with random right. things, and he's like, "Oh, hopefully it doesn't crash." You know. Well, I know Elon's going to be a big part of the bonehead of yeah, the week, yeah. but he was not on the actual poll. No, and I think that's because Gabe Sanchez wanted him to make a third round of an appearance. What can I say? A special spot. He's got a. Special place in my heart. <laughs> Fuck Elon. Okay, here's <laughs> here's the uh, candidates for Bone End of the Week. Um, reoccurring characters here, it seems. Uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy, he's really struggling to be the Speaker of the House, Gabe. Donald Trump also struggling uh, from his massive third big loss here. And then, of course, Jim, I don't report sex crimes, Jordan. Let's go to Kevin McCarthy first. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah, why, why not? not to Kevin McCarthy first? Do you think he's going to be the Speaker of the House? I don't think he's going to be. I don't think so. I, don't, I, don't I mean, if it. he does, it's up. by a slim margin. You yeah. know, we've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who said they would vote for him in support, obviously, right. to make sure that they investigate the treatment of the Jan 6 insurrectionists. But then you've got Matt Gates. you know, that's the, the, the decoupling, the divorce of America first really shows yeah because they were kind of together there for a couple of days and then when marjorie mm -hmm. turned on him um he was a little upset it seemed and andy biggs is also in the mix here right i mean this is well you got andy biggs paul gosar a lot of these guys are really pushing um they seem really... to be they seem to be insurrectionist on that list is am i wrong well, on that it seems like yeah. that's the trend um, yeah no here, i mean it, 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 there is a trend. It's a bunch of these denialists, you know, yeah. insurrectionists, traitors, um, people that are okay with with Russia, um, you know, supporting Russia, not supporting well, Ukraine. They love Putin for sure. They love Putin. Oh, they love that guy. Here's these Andy. are all the, these are these are the yeah. I, I it's it's a it's minority weird. of people uh, that are supporting this america first but i i love the infighting don't get me wrong the infighting oh, is amazing yeah. like i am i got a bowl of popcorn i'm eating away watching Let's this drive that shit wedge show. yeah Hell to the yeah well see here's andy biggs from arizona um and this is a tweet i think from this morning or last night um it, again it's unclear twitter's kind of uh, a mess over there <laughs> but it says i've seen enough I cannot vote for Kevin McCarthy as Speaker in the House or House Speaker. I do not believe he will ever get the 218 votes, and I refuse to assist in him in his effort to get those votes. 
So Andy Biggs is not going to vote for him. And it seems that uh, Paul Gozar would follow him. Also, uh, yeah. it seems like Matt Gatz is going to be on the same page uh, as that. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, she kind of did a deal where as long as Kevin McCarthy lets her keep yelling and screaming weird shit into a microphone about um, insurrectionist then and convicted insurrectionist, then she'll mm-hmm. continue to play that game. Right. But Kevin McCarthy is quite the dumb fuck. I mean, he really is. This is, yeah, he's boneheaded uh, as boneheaded can get. And the biggest reason why here, Gabe, I feel like, is that he's letting his caucus go balls deep into this Hunter Biden laptop stuff. And I am all here for it. Literally, I want them to, I want them to, to tie the entire 2024 campaign. Mm-hmm. to hunter biden's laptop like the entirety of it. well maybe a little bit on the election of denialism and then right. and then the rest of it hunter biden's laptop well i which, really truly believe that this is going to be a, quite the losing strategy and i mean it also shows you how desperate kevin mccarthy is right like he's got no platform uh you know when the when the comparison was made during the midterms of like this whole like, well, both parties are the same, you know, or like this different sides, the same coin type of bullshit. It's like, no, one side is actively working to protect your rights. And the other side is actively working to take them away. And you saw that almost immediately after in terms of the bills that have been worked on, right? Same sex interracial marriage. Like why wouldn't we codify that? That seems fucking, I don't know, a no brainer, but then you've got, you know, Republicans in the Senate who are like, nope. Not for that. Mitch McConnell, who's literally in his own interracial marriage with Elaine Chow, the same goes for the House. You've got these people that don't have a strategy. Their only platform is to own the libs. And Kevin McCarthy is desperate to use Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, Jan 6 insurrectionists. You know, he's trying to appease as many people as he can to whip up these votes to support him. And I think it's like, if he gets it, it's going to be by the fucking bare minimum, like a hair, if he gets it. But I also think that, remember, he's got to get 218. So his own party is having issues with collecting themselves around the same message, the same strategy. Some people want to do this. Some people want to live in the past. Some people want to move on. He's going to have a hard time. And I I, I honestly don't think he's going to get it. But if he does. So who gets 218? Who gets 218? Well, who else is the, who's the alternative in that party? Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, you think Andy Biggs is going to get 218? Fuck oh, no, no, not at all. No, again, you've got to, you've got to, I mean, like it does come down to like people in that party trying to figure out like, oh, is this better or worse than like Akeem Jeffries being speaker, right? Or like, having a any democrat being well like it really comes down to that like what are they willing to compromise or sacrifice and we we've kind of went over this theory because it doesn't have to be a sitting member of congress right it does not have to this there is nothing in our in in the body of the house of representatives that dictates that the speaker of the house has to hold the seat um they're just the presiding officer of of the the house of representatives Mm -hmm. now some have said that like Liz Cheney could, you know, 
and get a coalition of the mo- the majority of Democrats and possibly handfuls of Republicans right. to get the vote on the floor. And she could get to 218. I think that's kind of crazy to think mm-hmm. that that would even be a possibility. It's fun to think about. It's fun to yeah. talk about, you know, because I, I, I would believe that it would shit in their cereal. But actually, what I believe is, is that if we really want to um, suggest that the crazy is going to well, having the crazy right out in the open is going to save our democracy because people right. are going to realize what these people's motivations are. Then maybe we should have one of the other boneheads um, be a. I, I don't think he could get two two eighteen either. But no, Jim Jordan is. Fuck you! Talk about you talk about an Elon type. I yeah. mean, this motherfucker would absolutely destroy the Republican Party. Probably faster than Elon destroyed Twitter. Literally, I think yeah. Jim Jordan would tear it all down in moments, like just fucking moments. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember. Put on a jacket. Well, Jim Jordan, you know, uh, how many years has he been in uh, Ohio rep? He has not passed any legislation. Well, the I question, the real question is how how long has he not said anything about the student athletes that he was witnessing uh, being right. uh, sexually molested? That's that's probably because <clears throat> yeah, I always it, call him Jim. I don't report sex crimes, Jordan, because right. that's truly the craziest part about Jim Jordan is that he is absolutely obsessed, obsessed with Hunter Biden's laptop, just obsessed with it. He he goes all the way back to 2015 on Hunter Biden's laptop, but the guy couldn't muster up enough courage to protect the students at his university. Get right. the fuck like out of here. What makes you mouth. think he's going to protect you, right. students, children, families, whoever? Right. He's not going to do a goddamn thing because the guy has no courage. No. Right? Like I said, he could barely put on a jacket. I've never seen him with the jacket on. I've never seen him pass legislation. I've never seen him actually come forward and propose something of value and merit. The guy complains, complains, complains. He's the person you put in charge if you really want to shit the bed. And you're like, look, we need to like spend as much money as we can right. by the end of the quarter. Like we that's the guy who's like fail. recklessly. Yeah. Like <laughs> that is the person, you know, on par with, you know, Elon in terms of, of Maybe Twitter. Maybe Elon but like, should hire him to be his uh, – his 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 uh, head of security and safety. This guy it's would be quite, very appropriate. Quite possible. I mean, look, fucking the, idiot. Jim Jordan or Kevin McCarthy, whoever's the face of the GOP in the House. Like either way, it's pretty, pretty sad, pretty pathetic. It's pretty lame because every one of these people, they don't care about who you are. They don't care about what you need. No. They only care about themselves. I mean, they talk about your problems, but they don't want oh, to yeah. do anything. Well, about they it. talk about your problems as if it's their own. But right. you've got a person who has right. a six-figure salary, uh, amazing health care, great benefits, transportation, security, all uh, the power in the world. Right, a, a lot of power. You know, in turn, the ability to take money from lobbyists. Like, there is so much that these people use and take advantage of. Use and, and then, abuse. Mm. And yeah, use and abuse and throw you off to the side when they're done with you, right? That's and the Jim story the of Jim Jordan. Yep, he, that's the story. <laughs> but, but let's listen. This is from this morning on um, uh, Trader News Network, Fox Business. Um, Let's just listen to what he says. It's probably really stupid. It is Jim Jordan. Connecting the dots to a national security 
threat to America? Because that's, in my view, what's most important here. It's not about uh, attacking a sitting president's family. It's about what this represents with regard to communist China and other adversaries. Can you connect those dots? Yeah, it seems like he's doing business deals in all kinds of countries that are adversaries to the United States. And it, it's Ukraine. It's uh, well, Ukraine's not adversary, but at the time, it's a corrupt kind of kind of place. Oh my God! Over there, but but Russia and China, um, and and of course, remember how the story has changed. And we pointed this out yesterday. At first, when this came out two years ago, it was oh no no, it's not it's not Hunter Biden's laptop. It's not. It's, not it's real. just Russian disinformation. And then it was well, okay, it's his laptop. Maybe it's really not Russian disinformation. But President Biden wasn't involved. Remember, he said, I have no knowledge of my son's business dealings. This is so dumb. Okay, so I want to I want to give you some context here to the audience of of these two boneheads talking about this shit. Literally a sitting president of the United States daughter who was part of the administration received trademarks from China. Mm -hmm. You dumb motherfucker! money. I mean, trademarks are fucking value. You stupid motherfuckers. You really, and I know fake gave me laptop, laptop, laptop. <laughs> but here's the thing. Literally a sitting president of the United States and Donald Trump who put his daughter and son-in-law mm. in the fucking White House with official government positions when they couldn't do the background check. And he overrode that. She fucking took valuable trademarks from China while they were fucking in the administration. You stupid fucks. You dumb up. There is no Hunter Biden's laptop. This is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. And we need to keep mocking them for this. And you know what we do? We just do what I just did. We point out that they're projecting mm-hmm. just like just like when they're doing election denial. They're saying we're cheating because they want to cheat to win. That's how they got the house anyways, is they gerrymandered that motherfucker. Right. I mean, again, it's a party with no platform, nope. no no actual beliefs that they'll help no you. Nope. They take away anything you have and take advantage of things that you have. They strip and deplete the resources that you might have. Like, these are these people that don't care. And then, of course, when it comes to, like, well, you know, there's an example of Ivanka or there's an example of Jared or there's yeah, an with example Yeah, with Saudis. Of, I mean, you right, can all go stuff. on. And they, and they go, what are you talking about? That's normal business. That's A-OK. And you're right. like, wait, but you literally just called this out. A son of a sitting president who doesn't work for him, who doesn't right. have a position in the White House administration. Who, by the way, didn't do any of this stuff that you're claiming while Joe Biden was president of the United right. States. I mean, it goes the same same bullshit when it comes to taking the doc, classified documents out of Mar-a-Lago. They're right. going, what about the servers, Hillary Clinton? They didn't they didn't have to come. Barack and Obama and, yeah. has a library, right? <laughs> what? Bill or, Clinton? Or, Bill Clinton has socks in his drawer. Some they're shit. like all of these documents are held in the in the Chinese laundromat. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's right always now? it's it literally it literally is always something to do with China. And it it's only always, it only makes me believe that that Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, Jared, Trump, all these fucking Republicans have so much invested in China that it's mm-hmm. not even funny. Like that's what it makes me because it's all projection in the first right. place. But what else am I supposed to assume? How yeah. else am I supposed to? I mean, just just here, there's a there's a good way that I approach this. If a Republican makes a claim, there is always either a tweet or some vote. 
or something they've said in the past or some clip of them that is the complete opposite or some receipts of them, you know, being like, I'm against abortion and then paying for multiple abortions, right? There, any one of those things. I guarantee if you look at any of these people who are in office or running for office, they say something and then you see the complete contradiction on the other end of them doing the, that that same thing that they've they've condemned. Right. That they've said, don't do this thing. I don't believe in it. And then they themselves are the ones who are doing it. Well, speaking of that, that brings up another member of Congress that made a special appearance here on the uh, Bonehead of the Week. Now, she's actually the alpha cuck um, mm-hmm. and she got she got alpha cucked by Kevin McCarthy. Right. I think that's why she made the list. But I got yeah, a yeah. clip here that I love to show of an example of what just you were talking about with this fucking bonehead, this uh, the alpha cuck of the week. But she got alpha cucked. And here, here's what happened. She was with the Matt Gatz side and the Andy yeah. Biggs. I they, mean, they, the were, they were podcasting side. together. Right. The whole yeah. thing. Holding hands, America first and with Nick Fuentes. Listen, she turned on a dime when she realized that she could do a deal to continue a bunch of nonsense into a microphone. So that's what mm-hmm. she did. And also, also the other thing that she did is she realized that if they don't get one of their own, it could be an outlier that gets this 218, meaning someone that these these Trump, these magagas, these gaggers, these maggots, right? these Trumpletites don't want could be the speaker. And that's their worst fucking nightmare is when they start selecting committees and Jim Jordan isn't in charge. They don't get the Hunter Biden investigations that they want. They don't get the fentanyl investigations that they want. That's what this clip is about. This is a beautiful, beautiful 51 seconds here <laughs> of... Of this bonehead. We've had Texas Paul on several times talking about fentanyl coming across the border, right? Yep. And Texas Paul several times has brought up the Cato Institute. They are they are definitely right wing. They are their aim is for right right wing shit in this country. They are right wing institute, if you want to call them that. But they're actually doing research about facts of what's coming across the border with the fentanyl and mm-hmm. who's bringing it across. This is fucking the weirdest shit I have ever seen that someone who wants to be in leadership and member of committee who definitely wants to be um, a contender for vice president under Trump in 2024, literally say, fuck the Cato Institute. Watch this shit. Uh, yeah, yes, quick, uh, quick question. A lot of you mentioned, uh, uh, mentioned the fentanyl crisis that, that has happened, but most fentanyl comes from people crossing the border who are United States citizens, not necessarily immigrants. So the reporter there says, hey, in in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> when you look at the data, because what they do is when they stop someone with fentanyl, they record who had it. <laughs> and they're saying that, look, the fentanyl that's coming across the border is not from immigrants. It mm-hmm. is from United States citizens that go to Mexico get the fentanyl and bring it back across the border through the gates, not over a fence or through a right. river through the gates. So let's see Marjorie Taylor Greene's response. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, what, what is your response to that? That, uh, that, that is I would ask for where's your proof on that? Because that's not what we've been shown. That's not what, when we go to the border and we're speaking with border patrol agents, uh, when we're there on the ground, that is not at all what we're being told. So I'm going to push back on your, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't see, I don't um, the Cato. Of course, the, the reporter says, here's the evidence. Here's the craziest part about it all. Yeah. The Cato Institute, right? 
how they get their data and how they're mashing up their data to show to show their report. They get it from a place. Uh, what's that? That that fucking federal agency that protects the border. I think she just said it. It, it was border patrol. Is that it? Mm, it's mm. it's insanity. Yeah, yeah, it's insanity that she's like. We went down to the border and there was one racist border patrol agent that told us it was brown people bringing fentanyl right. into this country. Well, whenever they go down to the border, they're always doing some fucking photo shoot, right? You got Ted Cruz and. Lindsey Graham looking through the weeds of the Rio Grande and getting on a fucking duck boat shit. And they're driving around me like, Yee-hoo! you know, which, by the way, they're getting mocked. I think if, if what I remember, they were getting mocked by coyotes across the river. Right. Um, but the, anytime they go down to the border, they're not actually doing anything. They do right. a tour. They go like, oh, yeah, okay, great. And they're not yeah, going to bring Border Patrol agents that have any kind of uh, tether to reality. They're going to bring the ones that they right. want it, that they're going to say here's what the, the thing. fuck they want to hear. This is the classic bullshit of show me proof. And the person says, all right, great. Here's the, here's the receipts. Proof. Here's the proof. And they go, well, that's not what we were told by someone. Okay, Right, one you border patrol agent that we made sure that was a that was there with us, right. who we knew would say the shit that we wanted to hear, said the shit we wanted to hear. Well, also oh. that person could have not even said any of that, and they just thought it like Trump, just like thinking that he just declassified right. documents. Right. Marjorie Taylor Greene was I like, did. she was like, I I woke up in a in a dream and I was talking to a border patrol agent and he told me how much he hates brown people and and all these brown people are bringing fentanyl across the country and giving it to kids for free on halloween and all this fentanyl like how many cases did they have of that how many how many what cases were there of fentanyl being passed out of halloween do have we have we got a is how many thousands currently doing a recount because right now we came up with zero (laughs) but we're gonna go through county by county to figure out exactly what's happening they said they want to recount no one gave out fentanyl is what you're saying they said yeah well right now you mean that was all bullshit you mean that was all fucking bullshit tony i support a recount (laughs) i wonder if hunter biden's laptop shit is real i wonder if that shit's real i wonder if the media should take that seriously like they took the like they took the halloween fentanyl story seriously jesus i kind of want to make a character yeah uh i don't want to say it on the air yeah don't say it don't some motherfucker will steal it let's listen let's listen to how how marjorie taylor green um absolutely says the cato institute doesn't know what they're talking about which if anything the cato institute should be on is on her side but let's listen um the cato institute is not the border patrol there's a big difference there i'm sorry is the cato down there securing our border and stopping illegal aliens and human trafficking and drug trafficking i'm sorry you're gonna have to get a direct source and when you bring the border patrol in here and want to quote that then then we may take you seriously but we're not we're not taking again the cato institute what they do is they get data from a government agency that government agency is the fucking border patrol literally the the data that the fucking cato institute is reporting on and giving their their analysis of is the data they receive from the government agency that is border right. patrol literally it is border patrol fucking data and again we've had texas paul on several times and as right wing as the cato institute is they are going through that data and they are being honest about that data 
There mm-hmm. is not a single shred of evidence in the Border Patrol data that suggests that the majority of fentanyl that is coming into our country is being across the Mexican border yeah. is being carried by by migrants. It is all coming from United States citizens that go because people in the United States can go to Mexico very easily. They, they can get into Mexico. They do it all the time. Like people on the border, like, hey, let's go eat food in Mexico. We're going to get in our car and we're going to drive through a gate and we're going to go eat. And then when we're done eating, we're going to pick up some fucking fentanyl and we're going to drive it back because Chad has some cooking to do down the street. Mm-hmm. It really is fucking stupid that people well, don't realize I, you know, that yeah. you can go into Mexico. Right. I mean, it's, it's not just, a big wall that you can't get across. It's just like what the, the fuck. Uh, no, I know. Well, here's the thing. It, it is almost the exact same when it comes to all oh, these illegals coming across the border. Look, if you really broke down the people who are here illegally, you know, one of those people is Elon Musk at the time uh, <laughs> being here illegally. Because they overstayed their visa or they came to right. visit and they never left and they're here that way. But coming across the border, you're not having a caravan of people. If there was a caravan, it's literally on a 757 flying into, into fucking Newark or JFK. <laughs> and then from there, those people say, great, I'm in the land of America. The, or, I'm in America, the land of opportunity. And they set up camp and they go into they a never different go state, away. different city, and they never leave. Right. Which I'm not against. I'm really right. not against. I, I if you, as long as you're a productive member of society, hell, I think you should be here. But this this idea that even the majority of fentanyl comes across the border is so stupid. We talked about this with Texas Paul. The majority of fentanyl comes through fucking postal services, in particular the United States Postal Service from China, in little bitty fucking containers. It's and they dilute it down in Chad's shed. That's mm-hmm. what happens. And we, we've explained this a million times. And the, the craziest part about what fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying here is that Joe Biden is failing at the border because they're not catching the fentanyl. But the people that she says is the experts are the people catching the fentanyl as the migrants are coming across the border. So which is it? Which is it, you fucking, you boneheaded alpha cuck? So there you go. There's Marjorie Taylor Greene is the alpha cuck. Um, Gabe, I know you want to spend a lot of time on this guy. The next one. The dishonorable mention. I'm I'm literally, I literally am about to, I'm like on my phone at the same time trying to post this to Twitter. Oh, are you? Oh, now my phone is doing speak to, 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 uh, Speech to text. Yeah, you're hitting a button, hitting a button. I know. Yeah, you're you're screwing it up. But uh, this guy, this is his third week in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, he's on fire. (laughs) Like literally. (laughs) He was heating up last week and this week he's on fire. Oh, where do we even start with this fucking bonehead? Um, and I know you want to spend some time on this because we know who the winner of the bonehead of the week is. It's the guy who thinks he can he can make losing great again. Mm -hmm. Um and we'll spend, you know, 10 minutes on that. And that's pretty easy. But this Twitter thing is absolutely insane. And I know a lot of people don't like the Twitter talk and what does it have to do with democracy? But I said in the first 30 minutes in the A block in my rant that, look, this is an example of what happens when you give a really stupid authoritarian rule over something. This is the perfect example of it, mm-hmm. of how you can go from 
a, a somewhat democratic institution, meaning they have board members, they have shareholders, they have they have administrative offices and executive offices. They have people down below them that that have different tasks and different departments. Like it is a huge, huge bureaucracy at Twitter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And this it's a is a global ex- company. Right. This is an example of what happens when you put an absolute dumb buck in complete charge of it. Now, again, I want to say that Elon Musk is the authoritarian in this example. And the shareholders are the the voters in this example. With our democracy, the good news is, is we are the shareholders of our democracy. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we will not sell out our democracy. I think you proved that once again. We proved that once again in the 2022 midterm. And I believe we will prove that even more in the 2024 a general election. I think we're going to do that. Um, but in this case, the shareholders decided, yeah, we'll sell out our their, quote, democracy mm-hmm. uh, or their bureaucracy of Twitter to Elon Musk, to an authoritarian. And within weeks, within weeks, this thing is running on on fucking duct tape and bailing twine. Like literally what is fucking holding? Cause their headquarters is absolutely closed, right? Uh, yeah, it's closed till Monday. So they shut down last night, shut off card access to people. They are not. He, he was up calling and begging. The guy who was in charge of the card. So activity. it turns out. So that one, <laughs> it turns out that tweet, while there is some truth to it, uh, that tweet was ba- that guy is a parody account. Oh, so that's not. See, this is this is the this yeah, is yeah, buddy. So verified. did Elon did Elon buy that it that it was a real account? I because he tweeted. Don't, at it I know he was like, "Oh, thanks, your lifesaver." I think he realized it was a joke, and so he like went into it. But again, like the guy's trying to save face and be like, "I totally meant for this all to happen." Right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's Elon. like whether your plan was to toss away forty four billion dollars worth of loans and Saudi money and other investors, like. Doesn't yeah, but seem he's like- not just throwing this way. He has to pay this back because oh yeah, he personally took these loans. Right. This is him. He bought this all yeah. these shares from these shareholders. It he has to pay. I mean, last person you probably want to fucking owe money to is a bunch of Saudis. I mean, right. you know, I just I saying. mean that's <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like we yeah yeah. Dude. But but let's let's get back to because here's I think a lot of people are concerned about this because yeah. a lot of people are like, is this thing even going to be fucking running when we wake up in the morning? They were really concerned yesterday because not only did he shut down the headquarters, um, I think all the support team is gone. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he has less than 200 employees. They have no payroll department. Um, I think I think there's no there's no payroll department. There's right. no U.S. tax team. Right. So what's going to happen is he's going to have to bring in contractors to work on payroll because I don't know about other states, but I know in California, there are some big fines you have to pay. If you're not paying people on time, if anything's screwed up, like employees can sue yeah, you. So he's going to have to have like, a, I, I mean, and it, to throw a big name out there, like a QuickBooks type contract. Yeah, he's going to come yeah, in and run. Yeah. He's basically going to have to hire a third party to be his payroll department. Right. Right. They're going to gonna cost you more money yeah, in the long exactly. run. Exactly. Because not only that, but you've laid people off. So now now those payroll people have to confer with whoever's left in HR to then say, hey, can we verify that these people are still employed? If not, like we need to they're going to go through a like this weekend is probably a full on audit of people that still work there or don't work there. 
uh, access amongst different things, people that they did fire or left that they might try to get back like they did the first round of layoffs when they did 50% of the people that were let off. It's just insane. The amount of just shit that's hitting the fan every single day, it's something new. And you're like, can he do worse? Yes, he can. <laughs> and it's amazing, honestly. Well, you know, and this meme kind of sums it up. I'm going to need you to pretend I didn't run this app. Because here's <laughs> the thing. I believe Twitter's not going to go anywhere, right? Like, yeah. it, it's just going to be not what you think it was going to be. It, it's going to be completely different than it was four weeks ago. It's not going to be the same animal. Like even this morning, I, I was telling the audience earlier, and I think I sent you a couple examples um, in, in 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 text messages that uh, that my home feed was already packing full what looked like eight chan and four chan shit. Oh, um, yeah. In other words, it's already he's already fucked with something there to start feeding this garbage back into um, the fray, which th that that is going to probably be the the ultimate thing that kills Twitter, because what I don't really quite understand, and again, I gave Elon mm -hmm. too much credit, is the purchase, and we've talked about this before, the purchase of Twitter, the reason why it was significant is because it's one of the largest user bases in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Like, it already exists. So, in other words, there's a huge list of users that are in I the mean, system already. You've got 237 million daily active users. Those right. are people that log in. And right. on. they don't have to interact, but they've at least logged in. Which I'm is probably it's probably in the top five of the biggest user bases. Is that yeah? I mean, probably the top five. Remember that Twitter is a huge communications tool for uh, movements, activists, governments. Well, fuck, we built it. We built this. We built this podcast um, the way it is right now in Twitter DMs. Me yeah. and you. We basically use Twitter DMs to build this this show. I mean, it is a huge, huge organizing communication tool. Yeah. But here's the thing. If the idea is to overpay by 20, maybe $30 billion for mm -hmm. the biggest user base, and then what you do is you absolutely shit on the bureaucracy, right, the, the employees that hold that fucking user base together. Because that truly is what he is missing here. And Elon just, he, he's not capable of understanding, I don't know, like empathy. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he just, he doesn't have it with him. And the reason why I know he doesn't is because he fully doesn't understand that it's Twitter. Right. Not just the company, but also the user base is people. Like these are fucking people. And he doesn't, he doesn't quite have enough empathy to understand that the app isn't about advertising. Yeah. The app isn't about who owns it. The app isn't about who buys what blue check mark and who doesn't. The app is about people and he he does not understand that and that is why it looks like he's burning it to the ground. Because right. Jack Dorsey understood it, the Twitter employees understood it, uh, the users I think, the majority of users in, in the world understood that the app is about the people on the app because without the people on the app it's nothing if he loses yeah. two-thirds of his user base of his active users because he makes it an uh just another fucking carbon copy of gitter uh of true social of parlor of 4chan of 8chan he it's not gonna work 
And, yeah. and what I mean by that is he's not going to be able to make it worth $44 billion. It's just no, not a he's, possibility. The, the value of Twitter, like, you know, uh, I think it was somewhere in like the $20 billion or so range is what it really was worth in terms of like the market value at the time. Less than $30 billion. He paid over like 30 some odd, 40% over 54, 20 was this, was the strike price that he, he offered, which put it at, which put it at 44 billion. He overpaid for a company by billions, by almost two X. Okay. The company right now, I mean, if you were to sell the intellectual property and assets and cause they know, have a lot you, of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like not only like the real estate, if they own those, I don't, know if they own the twitter hq that's on market street but they might just right. be renting out multiple floors that's the one that had the projection up on it last yeah, night. yeah that's when <laughs> it has a projection so right. uh yeah i used to go there all the time because i had buddies who worked at twitter right i mean they no longer work at twitter some left because anyone saw- work at twitter well <laughs> you there's it's there like less were than people, 200 there it? were people that were i think the the number was like 238 yeah reportedly. but how reliable is that number right so you have to like the thing that I cannot say enough about is the fact of how glad and how proud I am of those employees being like, nope, fuck this shit. I'm calling your bluff. I'm not going to, I'm your ultimatum is bullshit. I'm going to quit and I'm going to take the two month pay plus the one month severance. That's three months of pay. I'm out. And I don't think Elon was expecting that. I think Elon was assuming that if he pushed people hard enough and gave them some sort of incentive, which to him, the incentive was like, if you work hard enough, you could be here around for Twitter 2.0, but I'm going to challenge you. You're going to work hard. You're going to work long hours. You're going to sleep in the office. All of these things, all of these things he was not using as an incentive, but they were a deterrent to be like, why would I work in this fucking toxic workplace yeah, who the fuck wants right to do that like i've worked in toxic workplaces in sf when i was working for startups and and know, on and, toxic um, podcasts too you know right yeah yeah <laughs> and and i know what it's like to work oh, those shit. conditions you know i wish when i was younger i would have known to be like no nah, i shouldn't work here at this place or i i i would have known when to say this is my time i need That's to go enough. take right. go do something else Obviously, when I'm younger, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, let, I'll do it. I'll do whatever. I'll work longer. I'll do this. I'll do this. Like, it's the whole fucking, like, start up and grind, work hard, hustle bullshit, all of that stuff. It's a terrible Oh, I've done that my whole life. Done that my whole life. But That's then you the see people. American dream, right? And I'll say this. You see, yeah, that is the American dream, except exploitation right. of right. labor is not the american dream. well and i think that's i think that's a good point and that's the clip i want to show you here is because i think this idea that that the new generation that's coming up especially this one that's heavily engaged in in their country and in mm-hmm. their system of government and and they're interested in the policy changes that that their engagement in their democracy can bring that gen z is going to put up with this idea that You have to work 80 hours a week to be successful. That's really stupid. Look, success is not the same mark for everyone in this country. Some people just want to make a decent wage. They want to love what they do for work. They they don't want to have to work their asses off. They do want to have family time. They do want to have personal time so their mental health doesn't get driven into the fucking dirt. But listen Mm -hmm. to this this morning. This is in Hollywood, Florida, I guess. Um, they're talking about Elon Musk, and I'm not sure who the uh, um, the the 
the lady in the black dress with the blonde hair is here. Um, I don't know. One of I, the countless other people who with blonde hair who they all look the Fox same, News. don't they? Like yeah. these, these. I mean, there these, there is a there is a graphic online that I've seen where it shows all of the Fox News correspondents over time in the last X amount of years, and they're all female, blonde hair, look the same. You could not pick them up or like pick them out through a lineup. Oh, you could pick them up. Let, let, let's listen. Let's listen to the. Um, let's listen to what she says about. It's just the. It's I can't even believe they're going to say something, and I'm going to say why deaf, it's dumb. How tone deaf they are to what the reality of Americans are, even after we have been through a pandemic and the whole. You know, some people are 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 mandatory working. Some are. Let's watch. Hard. Do you want to stay? Are you not going to censor people? Because if you want to follow my rules, then you can stay. If not, I'll pay you for three months and you can go. So he's not like picking and choosing who he's firing. He's saying you choose. He is. And he- okay. So so the host there is saying that Elon Musk said the choice, which is yeah, sure, absolutely, he did. Yeah. Now, now I, I do want to say though, I do want to say though that. You, like you said earlier, he's the moron that thought that they would be like, yeah, I'm going to. Well, just like just like all the anti-vaxxers out there, yeah. when employers were like, hey, we're going to require you get the vaccine because we want our employees to be healthy. And they're like, oh, no one's going to take it. And everyone pretty much took it yeah. besides the fucking boneheads. And, right. you know, I, I can't speak for the people who are left at Twitter, but uh, you seem kind of boneheaded. But let's listen to her response here to this idea. He is, and he's draining the swamp of Twitter, and it needs to be drained, but the way that he's doing it to me is genius. He's saying, Mm. I want people that want to work here and that have some integrity, that want to work hard, and that should be the standard. And the fact that we've moved so far away from that, that now we're having headlines about him sending out a memo saying, I expect you to work extremely (laughs) hard, that should be the standard for every job and every young person, and young people need to understand, it's not all about six months vacation, being an influencer, having a work-life balance, it's about working hard and if you want to work somewhere like twitter you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to treat people fairly and if that's too much hey there's the door so okay this okay, is boomer okay boomer this is the dumbest shit i've ever heard when i see people on twitter that go and also i you know i criticized uh elon when he was doing his initial layoff saying that he was you know forcing people to work 12 to 14 hours to prove their worth and their value to build this Twitter verification tool for, uh, that was a flop. Uh, and that ended up just biting him right in the fucking ass. But when I called him out and I was like, look, these people are not guaranteed the safety of their job, even by putting in the 12 to 14 hours to build this thing that he made an arbitrary deadline for. And then he let people go. You're not establishing trust in your company. Then, after people are laid off and some people leave and whatever, because again, it's their choice. Uh, Obviously, if you're going to be smart about it, you hold off and see if you can get more money out of it or you can get some money out of it. But Elon right now says, you got a choice. You either, you got to click this button. Yes, I plan to stick around or no, I plan to resign. If you don't answer the email, we take it as a resignation, which is, kind of fucked up uh, i mean he's already being sued by someone who's a cancer survivor who has to work from home based on their health situation so he's in a, a lot of trouble right now but right now i see a ton of people a ton of people fucking attacked me for calling him out for asking people or not asking but having forcing people to work 12 to 14 hour days 
And people said, I work three jobs, 12 hours days, raise four kids. I'm like, again, you want that why for other people? For, you, you went through that. So you want that for your kids? You want that for your grandkids? You want that for other people? I thought the whole goal was as generations, we were supposed to make lives for those who follow us easier or yeah. better. Well, but and this is the challenge that we have, right? And, and it's this, is that each generation um, has gotten better and had more handed to them yeah. um, and didn't have to, quote, as she said, work hard for what they had. Um, and as that continues, you you begin to uh, hang on to your privilege like some in this country are. And that's sort of the problem that we have. And again, that's why I say Elon Musk buying Twitter and destroying it within a matter of weeks is the absolute fucking prime example of why you do not give an authoritarian, especially one that is dumber than dog shit, mm -hmm. any kind of power. When you do that, they fucking destroy. Authoritarians destroy shit. They do not build it and make it great. They destroy shit. I mean, just like Elon Musk absolutely is not going to be the top tier with Tesla in, in EVs. They are not. They're not right. going to be. And, and, and it's becoming more and more clear why. It's because of him. It's because of him. And the only reason why Tesla even can manage to, to be in a market for EVs is because they're publicly traded. If they were not publicly traded, Tesla would would not even be a fucking company right now, probably. Right. There's probably no way that Elon would be able to manage to fucking hang on to Tesla with his technology of EVs. Because, folks, in the next two years, in the next four years, there's going to be more EVs that are way more advanced, way better, and much better price point than Elon could ever dream of at a Tesla. No right. one gives a shit about the autonomy. They don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. It's clear that there is that there may be a market for um, the autonomy of vehicles, but it's not there yet. It, it is more about, I mean, Jesus Christ, these Republicans yelling and screaming about gas prices for two years now. And, and everyone thinks that the market is for autonomy. It's not. It's for right. the fucking, the price of the use of your vehicle. That is the idea. And I believe that Elon Musk is not only going to bury Twitter here. And, and, and again, Twitter will live. It just won't be what it is. And it's going to lose a lot of value. But he's going to probably bury Tesla and uh, definitely SpaceX, I think, which is kind of sad because of some of the technologies that the actual people, again, people at those companies. Yeah. These companies are people at th that they're developing. It's kind of sad. But yeah. yeah. And, and again, you know, you've got these people on Twitter who be like, oh, man, I would love to work for Elon Musk. And I would I would work those hours and do that. shit. OK, fine. I guarantee one, you do not have the skill set to go to Twitter. Two, if you did have the skill set, I guarantee you would not last more than I'll give you two weeks. You would not last more than two weeks, probably a week based on the hours and based on the requirements and based on what is being asked of you. You want to yeah, go in tell there him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, you go in there. And I especially whoever that woman is, if she wants to go and work for Twitter, by all means, go do it. If you're going to if you're going to call and like talk a big game then you better be able to back it up and do it yourself because it's very easy for people to be like, Oh, I would totally do that if I could. Oh yeah. Those hours aren't an issue. If you don't work hard, then what's the point you lazy piece of shit. Okay, go do it then go right. do it. And I guarantee that the woman that's on the panel right there, this is a morning show. So she wakes up early. Yeah. Has to go through hair and makeup done mm -hmm. for her. 
wardrobe done for her. She's told what to say done for her. She's done within a few hours. And then the rest of the day, she's doing something else. Are right? you, she's got are an you saying that political pundits don't work hard? Because I'm starting to be offended. <laughs> I'm just I'm not saying all political pundits don't work hard. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying kidding. that I'm some just, political pundits just kidding. who want to say hard work is, is I, I, what I you think there's all sorts of definitions slave of slave labor. Work. I think there's all sorts of definitions of hard work, but yeah. I believe that everyone who works hard deserves to have their time to to themselves, their family, um, and their mental health state. And and let me tell you something. Um, as a person who has worked many, many hours uh, on on many, many things and making sure that you work hard in that whole fucking stupid old narrative that it absolutely is not the correct thing for your mental health. Yeah. Um, you pointed out, speaking of mental health, you pointed out um, Elon uh, is not in a good mental state here. He's even trying to convince. I don't know if he's trying to convince himself or the world. I think that he's this was his to, intention. Like, like this was his original to, intention. Yeah, like I think he's trying to convince him. Like if he convinces himself, right, then he can convince other people, right? Because you, know? you said Elon is busy trying to convince everyone that he's not the fool. Um, and what you're referring to here is his post. This is a real thing. This is an actual thing. The person who just spent forty four bit who borrowed a shit ton of money to buy Twitter for forty four billion dollars. Posted this on Twitter last night as everyone thought that the fucking thing was going to crash, which it can over the weekend. I'm assuming if there's a big yeah, problem over the weekend, it's it's probably I mean, if lights uh, out. Uh, we'll see if until people they get can paid. get it back open. I mean, look, I don't know what Twitter's runway is. Like, I would assume they have money to keep the lights on for a while, right? But every day that goes by, it does make me question, like. Elon was like, we're burning $4 million a day, probably more than that. I mean, obviously not as much as that anymore because they fired a bunch of people and a bunch of people were like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Uh, Who, by the way, those people will find jobs because they were talented and the industry is literally watching this shit show fucking happen before the rise. And they're like, oh yeah, you're the victim here. Like you should not have, good for you for leaving and taking what you could, but also if you want to join our company, we're hiring, you know, Gabe, Gabe, I actually, I think we've got, um, a video evidence inside Twitter headquarters. There's apparently oh. one person, um, inside, uh, Twitter headquarters at Twitter support like right now. Oh um, shit. We just got sent this video. We better, we better watch to see what this is about. Let's see what the last person at Twitter support has to say. Hi, this is John from Twitter support. How can I help you? I can't log into my account. Oh, that's a security issue. I'll transfer you. Hi, this is John from Twitter Security. How can I help you? Wait, didn't I just talk to you? I'm not sure. It's been pretty busy around here lately. Lots of calls. No, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm the guy who can't log in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just transferred me from you back to you. Sorry about that. Not many people work here anymore. Elon fired about 50% of the company and then (laughs) a ton more quit. But I work at Twitter. What does that mean for my job? Oh, that's a human resources issue. I'll transfer you. Wait, wait, don't get John. Damn it. Hi, this is John from Human Resources. How can I help you? Seriously, you again? Sorry, I'm wearing a lot of hats these days. Whatever. Like I said before, I work at Twitter and I'm locked out. Well, did you respond to Elon's recent ultimatum email about working at Twitter? No, because I've been on vacation backpacking for over a month. Well, that seems to be the issue. You'll need to respond to Elon's email. How can I respond to an email if I can't log in? Oh, that's a general support issue. Let me transfer you. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I, I, it just resets and goes the whole thing over again. Well, you know, 
Uh, I I actually hadn't seen that uh, insider video. I'm glad yeah. you um, sent the link there. It just seems like a, a nonstop loop. Like it's right. you're just getting right. transferred from one person to the next. I know it seems like Elon's our bonehead of the week, but there is a winner to yeah, the yeah. poll of bonehead of the week. Gabe Sanchez, who is the bonehead of the week? We have three great contestants here, but mm-hmm. who won of the three contestants? I mean, it's none other than the man in the middle. Third time loser, but I guess winner in this show, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh man, what a fucking bonehead! Why did Don? Why didn't he uh, not yeah. show up? I, I don't know. Dude, didn't it's kind of a this fucking guy. He's making losing great again. He really I mean, he is really making is. losing great again. He 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 really is that knows- why he's on the list? Is this announcement that he made? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You could not go through this list. Yeah. Or through this week and say, this guy didn't get on the list, right? right? Like this guy threw, and let's let's keep in mind, two days before the midterms, before mm-hmm. the midterm elections, on November 6th, Rona McDaniel, the RNC chairwoman, went on to CNN and said, look, if Donald Trump decides to run, we cannot legally pay his bills anymore. Like we cannot pay right, right. the legal and, and, bills. And it's not because they don't want to. It's because right. they can't. Yeah, they can't. She's like, look, I, we can't. We just can't do it. If he does this, then we can't pay it anymore. And up to now, they've paid over $2.3 million in legal bills uh, around the – and this is stuff that was happening while he was president, right? So these are things that were pursued that they covered during that time. Again, over $2.3 million the RNC has covered, and they said – Look, if he runs, we can't pay his bills anymore. And and Donald Trump in the crazy, bizarro world that he lives in thought, hey, no better time than the present. I'm under investigation in various <laughs> states for multiple crimes. I will be indicted. And what ends up happening is he goes, yep, this is the time. I got to run. Right. He no no better time than the worst possible time to throw yeah. his hat in the ring. Well, here's what I'll say. And I, I've I've said this this week several times on the show, the Tony Michaels podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking with this. He is not running for president to get away from indictments. He mm-hmm. knows he's going to be indicted. What he's trying to do is run out the clock on a trial here. He's trying to position himself where he will be a viable, quote unquote, candidate in the moment when he is set to go to trial in 2024, it is likely that he will not be indicted until sometime next year and probably in the beginning. But of the even, year, even that court. wouldn't stop. Like That's right. Like, it won't, but, it won't stop because, because Hillary Clinton was under investigation while she was running right. um, and, 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 and the investigations will continue. But here's the thing. He is not tethered to reality. Neither yeah. are his supporters, but one of the best moments from this announcement, because that's really why he's the bonehead here, because the announcement flopped. He spoke for over an hour, which was it was the same old bullshit. Everyone yeah. in the I room mean, it knew was, it was same very much like 2016 vibes. Right, right. It, is it, the way I got it. It was kind of weird. But Jonathan Carl here, hands. he's in the back of the room. This, this is a moment where Trump is still speaking um, at the podium, just puking up vile nonsense. But listen to how Jonathan... Uh, Carl reports inside the back of the room. Probably low energy. Uh, I actually saw people trying to leave. Um, Wait, and, and stop, people stop leaving early, even before he was done. He's still speaking now. Yeah. Go back to the beginning. 
You know how dead it is in there? Listen to what I'm assuming is a plastic champagne flute fall on the ground, and you can still hear that, and you can hear Trump mumbling in the background, and you can hear Jonathan Carl. Jonathan Carl in front. Let's let one more time. Probably low energy. I actually saw people trying to leave um, and and people leaving early even before he was done. He's still speaking now. Uh, And and then they, I think, perhaps a little concerned that that the the hall would empty out too much. They actually started preventing people from leaving. So now they're no longer allowing people to leave. So I, have you ever seen the movie Inglorious Bastards? Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that movie? So at the, at the end, the end, the end, uh, the end, the, the last act where um, Hitler and the Nazis oh, the are theater? trapped in the theater. Yeah, yeah. And they lock the door so they can't get out because the fire is burning. It gives you those Inglorious Bastards vibes here. And let me let me show you the actual. Now, Jonathan Carl's standing there, but he's kind of preventing us from seeing these people leaving. Um, the hall, but uh, let me put this up while we're sort of talking. Here is here is the actual imagery of these people trying to get out, right? And if, if you notice here, um, there'll be a gentleman here that's like, uh, he's cutting his throat and yeah. pointing. He's, like, he's pointing the towards the door because right here, right here. See him here? Nope, nope. They're not letting us out, is what he's saying there. Um, a lot of people are saying uh, it's a bad speech, but this guy is clearly saying, if you watch the video again, that ah, uh, they're not letting us out. It is so hilarious that. They didn't know. This is the funniest thing to me, Gabe. They they know they have to go to like a cow pasture to have all their ridiculous um, shit, like it. You know, like all the all the costuming and people like going to the bathroom and in porta potties and showering at Planet Fitness and all this crazy shit that they that you know. I've been here. This is my ninety sixth rally. But they didn't invite those people to Mar-a-Lago because he would never, ever, ever let any of those people that show up at his rallies anywhere mm-hmm. near Mar-a-Lago. But the funniest part about it all is the people who were invited in this room are half-ass sycophants. They're not the fucking yeah. groupies. They're not the full-on the groupies, cult members. The groupies, because I've seen other videos, the groupies are literally right in front of the of right the podium it's the roger stone the crazies yeah, yeah. the mike flynn's the, the the insanity which is funny because some of the people that i saw dancing and doing these videos that were shared online were the same people who were fucking bawling when president trump former president trump twice impeached single term grifter traitor lost, traitor lost the 2020 election and uh, they were I, videos of them bawling. Like actually one of them in the video that I made about the um, the donate to the Donald Trump fund. Mm-hmm. In that video, one of them is crying. And later on, you find that one of those same people are so excited and, and <laughs> jubilated and all this stuff. They're dancing in front of the podium because they're like, I'm there. I'm there. I'm celebrating Trump announcing he's going to run for president. He's going to be president 2024. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Last two years, they've been fucking all oh, getting blue balls and crying to themselves because they didn't know if Trump was going to run or not. And now that he did, they're fucking so excited. They've got well, they can't hold it in. Here's what I'll tell you: what they should have done is is went to a cow pasture and done this. He would have had a much bigger response when he was giving the speech. The crowd mm-hmm. would have cheered at anything he fucking said. This crowd was like, "Really, he's going to say that shit again?" Yeah. Like he would have been much better off doing a cult rally than mm-hmm. than what he did at Mar-a-Lago. It would have came off a lot better. I mean, if it was in a cow pasture, you'd be like, oh, there's a lot of bullshit around here right, right. now. Like, well, it smells is. like it, and it sounds like it. It right. is. 
but they would cheer at everything he oh, said. Oh yeah, yeah. They we have some it. breaking. We have some breaking news on the Bonehead of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, live here on air, we have breaking news. Kyle Cheney is reporting here. News: AG Garland has appointed a special counsel to determine whether Donald Trump should face charges in January sixth and the Mar-a-Lago probes again with the documents. So more details to come, he says, um, from Josh Gerstein. But here's the thing is apparently um, Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, has now appointed a special counsel. Gabe, this is not a bad thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Merrick Garland's trying to kick the can, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. What people need to understand about this special counsel versus the special counsel that was appointed under Trump's administration is it was – Appointed under Trump's administration. This one is appointed under Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is going to do a much better job to make because he's going to be the attorney general for the next two years to make sure that this this special counsel does their work. The other thing that I want to, to, to mention here is that this is why it's so important that we get that 51st seat. Um, in, in, uh, Georgia, because that will give the Senate full fucking subpoena power so they can be our, our, the body that holds accountable uh, Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice and this special counsel, because we know that re- uh, the Republican House of Representatives won't fucking do that shit. Right. Uh, they're going to talk about laptops and, and fucking Afghanistan. But mm-hmm. uh, this is very important. And the reason why the special counsel is so unique is because every single person who works under that special counsel is almost has the exact same power as a United States attorney. So it's not one United States attorney and then deputy attorney generals who work underneath them. It is basically like a whole group of United States attorneys working on one task. So this is super important. Big news that uh, Merrick Garland has now appointed a special counsel, apparently for the probe of Donald Trump uh, in the January 6th insurrection Mm -hmm. uh, and coup attempt and the Mar-a-Lago documents case. This is big Big breaking news right here on Bonehead of the Week as we talk about this bonehead timing. who is Perfect. the bonehead of all boneheads and the boneheads that could be boneheads, Donald J. Trump. Thank you for running for, for president in 2024. It's going to be quite the ride over the next few years as you lose again. But mm-hmm. today he's not a loser, Gabe. Today he's the winner of Bonehead so of the Week. So much winning. There's almost so much too winning. much winning going on. <laughs> So let's give him his due. It was almost like a big middle finger, you know? Yeah, well, it is to him. (laughs) Donald Trump, you are the biggest loser in the history of losing ever. But today, you are the winner of Bonehead of the Week. Everyone, don't forget to catch Bonehead of the Week every single Friday here on the Tony Michaels Podcast in the second hour of the show. And make sure to watch our our shortened version of the Bonehead of the Week on the Midas Touch Network. If you're there, subscribe now. How you can vote is go subscribe to the Tony Michaels Podcast on YouTube, go over to the community tab, click the community tab. You will find the poll there every single week. And as long as Twitter is held together by duct tape and bailing twine, you can vote there too at Tony Michaels pod at Tony Michaels pod. Follow us 
on Twitter, as long as it still exists, I guess. The good news is we put the Bonehead of the Week on every single directory. Apple, Spotify, Google, your favorite directory. Make sure when you go find Bonehead of the Week on the weekend where we where we upload it, that you subscribe and you leave us a great review on yeah. your favorite directory. Do that. Do that. And don't forget, every single Friday in the second hour of the Tony Michaels podcast, Bonehead of the Week. Everyone, if you're on the podcast, stick around. We have a few announcements. We want to talk more about this breaking news. But if you're on Bonehead of the Week, if you're on Mindest Touch Network, we'll see you next week. See you. Bonehead of the Week.